0: Hey everybody, welcome to Ski-Bone Podcast. This is episode number 83, and it is just your pal Brian. That's right, I am working solo this week. Mario is out in beautiful, but unfortunately warm and rainy, Vail, Colorado right now. And I am up in what was a winter wonderland, Killington, Vermont, but has now unfortunately turned to also a rainy, wet, uh area but looking pretty good here still thank you guys so much for listening check us out skibumpodcast.com check us out on all of our social media skibumpodcast at gmail.com facebook.com slash skibumpodcast instagram.com slash skibumpodcast twitter.com slash skibumpodcast also check us out on pinterest as highfalutins as well as on soundcloud Where we are Ski Bomb Podcast. So, like I said, it's just me this week. So, we're gonna try something different. See if I can if I can pull this off by myself. If you can, please go check us out. Uh if you're following us on iTunes or any of our other podcast subscription apps, please go there. Go to your favorite podcast app, subscribe write a review. Give us five stars if you can. We have all of the directions on how to do that at our website, So Starting it off as we always do, and I don't have the music this week, it is the Aparade today. And I am sitting here up at our share house at Killington by myself, and I am drinking alone. And I don't have any problem with that at all. I am partaking in a delicious McAllen. 12-year-old scotch. Uh, McAllen is a Highland scotch. If you're not familiar, there's a couple of different regions where they, uh, they make scotches. In Scotland, there's Islay, Speyside, Highland, and I think I'm missing one. And Highlands are known to be some of the the classiest, best-tasting scotches. And this 12-year McAllen is a solid, everyday scotch. Uh, according to the box it's got a nose that is vanilla with a hint of ginger dried fruit sherry sweetness and wood smoke you get that sherry sweetness because it is exclusively matured in selected sherry oak casks from Jerez, spain so fancy the palate deliciously smooth rich dried fruit and sherry balanced with wood smoke and spice The finish, sweet toffee and dried fruit with wood smoke and spice. Yeah, I'm getting all that. And uh, hints of perhaps woody, nutty cheese and uh, asparagus. No, just kidding. That's a sideways reference for all you Paul Giamatti fans out there. So yeah, so I'm here with myself, having a little scotch. And we have one Apre Today-related story. So this is coming from our pals out in Utah. So it looks like Utah is trying to be even less fun. They have just passed a law to lower the legal alcohol limit from .08 to .05 percent. According to Salt Lake City 13, Utah Governor Gary Herbert signed the bill that lowers Utah's DUI limit from .08 to .05, making it the lowest in the nation. Now, this signing took place, but the governor is expected to hold an unintended consequences conference that could delay the bill's implementation until 2019 or after. So the the state of Utah is hoping to not be alone in this. I mean, I guess I have mixed feelings about this, as I'm sure most of you do. You know, obviously you don't want people cruising around drunk, but .05, I mean that's that's for some people one drink you know maybe maybe two for most people, but that's gonna be uh that's not gonna be just tough for the the yeah you know, apre drinkers, but even worse for the local businesses that depend on people getting out there having some drinks, maybe getting dinner, people are gonna more likely to go home or you know find another place to to partake, so yeah it's gonna be interesting to see if they go forth with this i Utah is is an interesting place. It's almost like they're trying to keep people away. They're like, well, you know, we have this incredibly awesome spot where, you know, you live in Salt Lake City, you're an hour from nine amazing mountains. And uh, they're probably just trying to keep people away. I really believe that. That, or perhaps even, they're getting in cahoots with uh, Uber. That's always a possibility, too. Now, I don't know if you guys are familiar, but Uber... Uh, there 's been a lot of they 've been in the news a lot lately there 's been some controversial uh incidences with their c e o kind of berating an uber driver and there was a big delete uber movement recently but you know a lot of you know folks in urban environments who have multiple options were were quick to get on board for this, but a lot of other people who uh you know don 't live in those areas and Uber is the only chance, that's that's probably saved a lot of people from DUIs, from accidents, getting places they need to go if they don't have a car. So it's, again, if you're in a, a fancy Silicon Valley or New York City area, it's easy to find alternatives. But for most people, it's not just that easy to, uh, to delete Uber and move on with your life as easily as it was with Uber. Uh, one thing I did see when we were out in... Uh, park city utah a few weeks ago and we've talked about in the podcast last year uber has a service called uber ski which is funny the website talk says hey winter is coming well winter's pretty much almost eh, eh, over but uh it talks about the options that you have they have uber ski and ski black which are two options designed to help you prepare for the thousands of skiers and snowboarders that will be hitting the slopes over the next few months. Again, this is, you know, they, they sent this out probably September, October. But what it is is as a driver, you uh or as also a Uber requester, they have a the service that has a car with a ski rack or a truck bed. So if you need to put your skis in, you can summon one of these vehicles if you're in one of those particular areas and you can put your skis in, which is a great option. So it's a practical, fast option for getting off the mountain, and um, you know, as a driver, there's certain requirements that are needed, and it shows what particulars you need for your vehicle to be a, an Uber Ski driver. One other cool thing that has to do with that is that they offer discounts with Rhino Rack, which is a you know ski rack company so you can get 47% off of your purchase if you are an uber driver and need to get some uh, some rackage for your car so I'm not saying you should but if you want to sign up for an uber driver drive a couple times and you just want to get a rack for your personal use that's the way to go and also if you're one of those delete uber people that could be one of your ways of sticking it to the man you can stick it to uber that way by getting using their discount and not actually working for them so there you go Next up is our other favorite topic of the week. It is from the gondola. We got Frank's Bean of the Week. So thank you again, Frank, for writing in. And this is from, uh, this one is named after Frank's, one of his heroes. That's right, the one and only Charlie Sheen. So the Charlie Sheen strain is an indica-dominant hybrid presented by Green Crack, OG Kush, and Blue Dream. These lemon-scented buds taste likewise, with a distinct undercut of kush. The effects are relaxing and uplifted, with a lengthy, sleepy come-down, great for pain relief and insomnia. So that sounds like a pretty nice thing to have after a a hard day of skiing. Uh, Reduces stress, good for headaches, depression. Uh, The only negatives, dry mouth, a little dizziness, maybe a little paranoid. So, you know, the kind of feelings that you would get if you were Charlie Sheen every day. So go out if you're in a legal state that allows it and get yourself in Charlie Sheen. Thanks again, Frank. A couple of cool stories also from the Gondola this week. This was... I'm trying to figure out, where did I find this? Uh, so this is from International High Life. And this company has come up with a pizza box that can turn into a pipe. I know. Kind of crazy, but kind of great. So we all know the regular standard pizza delivery boxes. This one has, you know, there's been other ones in the past where they've had some multiple use boxes. You know, they have ones that would uh, have perforated triangles, so you can create plates out of it. This one, though, think at the top of the box where you where you you know have the little lip and you would lift up your pizza box. There's a, a square there with an attached lip that you would it's perforated and you would pop it out and with that lip you would twist it you roll up and then twist that on to create the cap and uh... it would create a nice little post pizza pipe for you to partake in as long as you're in a state that legally allows cannabis recreational usage so we'll put a link in the show notes to this. The guys who came up with this push for pizza, and it's from Nicholas Gregory Studio. So be, uh, <laughs> this will is, be... This is pretty cool. I wonder if we'll see any local area pizza restaurants using these kinds of boxes. Good stuff. So another story that we came across this week, it's sort of related. Senator Rand Paul introduced the most sweeping reform of civil asset forfeiture law in decades. And what this does is it calls for a reform in the controversial police practice, which allows basically the authorities to steal the property of citizens without due process and little recourse. Billions have been seized from citizens by the police based on nothing more than suspicion, which many see as a direct violation of the Fifth Amendment. Which it really is. So this is happening a lot to marijuana stores. In was happening a lot in Colorado. There's been stories of it happening in Washington as well. It even happens to private citizens. So it's nice to see um, someone in the Senate at least looking into this and trying to get something passed that would prevent this from happening. I know um, the governor of New Jersey was. Presented with something that would reduce or uh, or bring make make a more uh, make the authorities have to be more transparent about their forfeitures, but he shot it down, saying it would make police jobs even harder to do, which is a scumbaggy thing to do for the people of the state. But he doesn't really seem to care about them anymore, so it's just uh, par for the course at this point. So it's great to see that Rand Paul put this forward and we'll see if anything happens to it because you know a lot of folks in the cannabis industry have been victims of asset forfeitures anything that they can do to prevent that from happening and uh, allowing these businesses to continue and to flourish will be great for the businesses for the neighborhoods and for all the people living in it so good luck rand paul with that and now on to Julian's pout look. Thank you, Julian, for sending this in on short notice. So here's what it looks like this week. Things seem to be quieting down a bit this week. Today and tonight, this is Friday, California can expect a couple inches in the higher elevations. On Sunday, more moisture is coming in off the Pacific, which brings some snow to the Tahoe region, which could see about 8 inches of new snow in some areas. The Cascades also see a bit of snow this weekend with a couple inches coming tomorrow and a couple more on Monday. Tomorrow and Monday also favor Utah as well as they could see a few inches Tomorrow's snow will be focused in Little Cottonwood Canyon so that's going to be Snowbird and Alta. There will be a low pressure system moving through the northeast early next week. Warm temperatures will keep snow accumulations at a minimum but at higher elevations we could get lucky and see an inch or two up there. To sum up the week Southern Colorado and northern Mexico got some good snow yesterday. Telluride getting almost 20 inches and Taos getting over a foot. Over the past week, the Pacific Northwest saw some pretty consistent precipitation with Whistler-Blackcomb getting over 2 feet this week and Mount Baker over 30 inches. So thank you again, Julian. We really appreciate it. And now you know where to go. And now it's time for a little ski news. First up today. We reported last week about a avalanche that happened over in Tyrol, Austria, um, and now they're saying that the mountain guide could face negligent homicide charges after the fatal avalanche in Austria. The mountain guide leading the group of Swiss skiers hit by the avalanche in the Austrian Tyrol last week, is in- being investigated for homicide through negligence. The Innsbruck public prosecutor has opened criminal proceedings against the guide. A spokesperson told Austrian news agency APA. Four people died when a 700-meter-long avalanche struck the group of eight on the Jochgrubenkopf mountain above Schmern in the Tyrol on March 15th. So four others, including the Swiss guide, survived and raised the alarm. However, the victims were covered by a huge wall of snow, and it took five hours to find the body of one victim since he was buried 12 meters deep. At the time, the head of the Tyrol avalanche service, Rudy Meyer, said it was likely the group had triggered the avalanche themselves. Speaking to the APA this week, he said the area in which the group were skiing was very steep and north-facing, meaning it was prone to avalanches. It was not a good choice for ski tourers, he said. The victims, aged 52 to 75, were from the canton of Argau and were on a week's ski tour break in the Tyrol. So, uh, you know, it's it's good that the guide survived, but it's uh, now looking like he might be facing charges, which is always a scary thing. So we'll see how that turns out. In other avalanche news... Two Boston snowshoers lost their lives in Lake Louise this past week. So at around 10.30 a.m. Friday, March the 17th, the bodies of two Boston snowshoers were recovered after being buried by an avalanche 20 minutes north of Lake Louise. The victims were a 32-year-old male and female from Boston, Massachusetts, and it was believed the two individuals were caught in an avalanche on Sunday March the 12th, as they were last seen at breakfast at their hotel on Saturday morning. So they didn't find them for five days. Um, And the article also says the Royal Canadian Mounted Police have been in regular contact with the families of the deceased since they began the investigation and uh, want to offer condolences to the family and friends who lost loved ones. It was initially reported on Tuesday that the individuals hadn't returned to their hotel and that they were snowshoers. Around 3 p.m. that day, search crews located the vehicle of the missing backcountry recreationalists. A helicopter was dispatched to the area, and shortly after arriving, they encountered an avalanche and observed that there was a person slightly buried on top. Crews were unable to access the area Wednesday and Thursday due to high avalanche danger. Turns out that one of them was wearing a beacon, and they were able to locate them through that but yeah it's uh you know there's been so many stories of avalanche deaths this year you know skiers boarders snowshoers you know anyone anyone can get taken at any time out there in the backcountry so always be careful always be prepared and do whatever you can to avoid that because we hate reporting these kind of stories and there's just been a lot of them lately so be careful when you're out there um but again, there's, all you can do is be vigilant. You know, I mean, people know what they're doing, they have their gear, and it still can happen. So just be careful out there. And we do have one happy story to report on this week. So this past weekend, 22-year-old American Michaela Schifrin wrapped up the overall World Cup women's title, which is awesome news. Um, she is only the fifth American ski racer to win the overall crown, joining Phil Mare, Tamaric McKinney, Bodie Miller, and Lindsey Vonn. So she still can't believe that she has won an overall World Cup title, and uh, they said they wouldn't really, she wouldn't really recognize it until she got the crystal globe in her hands, and (laughs) the funny thing is that she actually found out that she locked up the crown right after she was taking a nap, so... Very awesome feeling. A huge accomplishment for this amazing 22-year-old skier who won a big race here up at Killington this past season and I'm sure will go on to win many, many more. So congratulations, Michaela, from your pals, the Highfalutin Ski Bums. On to the main topic. Since it's just me, I'm calling this one Gonda Lonely. You know, I'm doing this podcast by myself. It's a little weird. It's actually a lot tougher than I thought it would be. You know, just doing it by myself, having no one to, to bounce ideas off of, of to riff off of, having to do the music and the notes and everything myself, not being able to take little breaks, and uh, you know that was it goes the same for when you're out there on the slopes. You know, a, a lot of t- I'm, I'm always used to skiing with people, so the last couple of weeks I've been skiing by myself when um, I've been coming up here, and it's uh, you know there's there's definitely some good and some some different about it. You know, the one nice thing is you can pretty much choose to go wherever you want to on that same token, you know, you probably don't want to try to do anything too sketchy in case something happens. You don't want to get caught, stuck, injured, break your gear and be stuck there on your own. So, you know, I've talked to a few people and they uh they make it a point not to go into the trees when they're by themselves. And, you know, I I took I did to a degree I did the same thing. You know, I I jumped into a few things last week and this week, but uh, it was earlier in the day, so, you know, hopefully other people would be in there at a certain time and (laughs) find me if something happened. But it's definitely different, and there are ways to make it better, and the ways you can enjoy yourself a little bit more. And (laughs) the first thing I always have to tell myself, which is probably not a good thing, but it's be nice. You know, if you're getting onto a, a chair or in a gondola, Be nice, you know, say hello, smile. Uh, A lot of times, you know, where I live, kindness is looked at as a sign of weakness, as a negative trait, which is absolutely insane and foolish. Do you fall into these patterns of behavior sometimes? And uh, today I was, you know, consciously telling myself, be nice. Because at one point I was getting on the gondola and I almost had the gondola to myself and I don't think I've ever actually been alone by myself on a whole trip up in a gondola. So I was uh, getting a little bit excited and I'm, you know, the door is ready to close and this guy jumps in and, you know, he was a chatty fella and part of me was just like, dude, please just shut up. Like, I don't care. I don't care. But, you know, I I was able to just Take a step back. You know, we're all in society together. We're all big ski fans. You know, let's work together and uh, be nice. So that's my first tip. And, you know, kind of going along with be nice is uh, start up a conversation. You know, you never know. You can get some great information from people. Uh, You can get some, you know, interesting insights. uh, Learn something new. You know, a lot of people have a lot of really great information. So don't be afraid to strike up a conversation because... When it all comes down to it, everybody's out there to ski and have a great time. So, you know, people are, are going to want to talk about it and tell you what's what's good, what's bad, and how you can have a better time. So just do that. Try starting starting up a conversation. It's super easy. Just say hi and how's it going, and, you know, things can go from there. And then lastly, this is, I think, the coolest and my favorite, you know, little you know thing to keep in mind when you're by yourself is taking the moment you know i know for me i'm i'm always you know i live in in a city and i'm always surrounded by people and noises and trains and buses and honking and construction and traffic and to be out on the slopes alone is it's a it's a really special magical thing you know you can really think about how Lucky you are to be in a spot where you're able to do this. You know, this isn't a, this isn't a, a sport that a lot of people have the opportunity to do and to enjoy. So you know, you can. It's it's good to reflect and realize how lucky and blessed and however you want to phrase it, you are to be able to do this. I mean, you know, to have to be in the physical condition, to to have the financial means, to to live in a location where it's doable. I mean, there's so many. You know, features, aspects, uh, points that that make it a lucky, wonderful thing. So, take the time to just take in the moment and enjoy and and really do appreciate it because, you know, it's uh you never know what could happen and, you know, the ability to do it may be gone. So, take it in, enjoy, and make the best of it. And we want to thank you guys, of course, again for listening and please check us out. All of our information is at Ski Bump Podcast. It is time for Under the Ropes. First off today, an interesting story out of the University of Singapore, and this scientific study uh, from the National University of Singapore is claiming that daily consumption of tea may protect the elderly from cognitive decline. So the summary of this study was, tea drinking reduces the risk of cognitive impairment in older persons by 50 percent. And as much as 86% for those who are genetically at risk of Alzheimer's. Uh, this was conducted uh, at the psychological, the Department of Psychological Medicine at the National University of Singapore's Yong Lulin Lin School of Medicine, and the study involved 957 Chinese seniors aged 55 years or older. Um, it found that regular consumption of tea lowers the risk of cognitive decline in the elderly by 50%, while APOE E4 gene carriers who are genetically at risk of developing Alzheimer's disease may experience a reduction in cognitive impairment risk by as much as 86%. That is phenomenal. And if anyone has a a loved one who is experiencing Alzheimer's or dementia, um, you'll know just how... Sad and, and hard it is to, to have someone with that disease. You know, we, you don't really know what they're experiencing, but as a loved one, um, it's, it's tough. It's really tough. Um, my wife's grandmother is, uh, is, in, is experiencing it right now, and uh, you know, it's, it's sad to see them just going to decline that way. So anything that they can find that, that can help, just something so simple as drinking a cup of tea. Um, get out there and get your uh, your parents, your grandparents out there and, and drinking some green black or oolong tea because that's what it that's the kind of tea after. you can't be having any of that like herbal stuff because that's all just a bunch of flowers and nonsense. You need some real tea made from tea leaves. Um, so we'll post a link to this if you want to get more of the details and they're continuing with further research so hopefully they can get some some more information about that so great stuff. Next up, we have a company called Blue Marble, and what they're doing is they're creating these marine tours where you can go and go see the Titanic, which is, you know, sitting down under the surface uh, right off the coast of Newfoundland in Canada. Yeah, the the Titanic is currently at rest 12,000 feet below the surface. And it says that fewer people have visited the wreckage of the RMS Titanic than have scaled Mount Everest or been to space. So this company, Blue Marble Titanic Expeditions, is giving you the chance to see what's left of this historic vessel firsthand from inside a specially designed titanium carbon fiber sub. Now, they're going to be eight day journeys that will begin on the coast of Newfoundland and are designed for just nine passengers, making it a truly unique experience. That seems like an unbelievable adventure. I know, I'm sure everyone has seen that movie Titanic. Um, but one thing that, you know, they, they always talked about how giant and majestic and amazing the ship was. I don't know if any of you have uh, seen the photos, but they show what a modern cruise ship looks like compared to the Titanic. And the Titanic looks like, like a dinghy. It's unbelievable how far the technology has come in uh, in shipbuilding because what was once a, a mighty ship is now just <laughs> looks, looks kind of pathetic in comparison so these adventures they don't have any prices listed on the the website I'm sure they're uh, quite quite high quite exorbitant but you know you know the highfalutin ski bums and we're not skiing we need a uh, fancy awesome adventures to go on so this like this seems like something that could be right in our wheelhouse so We'll try to get more information for you guys, and we will have the link in the show notes. The final story of the week, if you guys follow us on Twitter or Facebook, you will see that we posted this earlier in the week, and it looks like they have released the new numbers for the most and least happiest countries, and we'll do the top five, top five happiest. Number five is Finland. Number four is Switzerland. Number three is Iceland. Number two is Denmark. Falling from number one. New number one, Norway. Now, I'll get into a point in a minute, but the the top five least happy countries. Number five is Rwanda. Number four is Syria. Number three is Tanzania. Number two is Burundi. Number one, the Central African Republic. Now... You can, be, you can make any sort of stereotype, racist comments you want, but I'm gonna make a simple, honest assessment of these, these information right here. The top five all have access to skiing. The top five all don't. Perhaps it's a coincidence. I'm thinking more likely it's not. Uh, I was actually looking it up before. I didn't realize that Denmark had skiing, uh, they don't have a lot, they don't have a ton of elevation, but where well, they're located, I mean, you can be, they have some hills, but you you have really close access to Sweden, to Norway, you can hop on a, a plane or a train and be in Switzerland in no time, Germany's right below them, so there there definitely are places to ski nearby. But again, the happiest places have skiing, the five least happy don't. Again, I'm not thinking it's a coincidence, it could be, but most likely not. So there's plenty more information, we'll have that listed in the notes. America, we're, we're at 14 now, we're slipping, which isn't good. We're, uh, I don't know why. I don't know if it's the contention with our, our president, with our government, but, you know, I think we're taking things a little bit too seriously. We're getting a little too worked up over things that don't really matter, and we're not focusing on the uh, the simple important things in life like taking care of each other, our families, our friends, our neighbors, and realizing how good we really have it and working together. So, America, we can do better. I know we can. So with that, thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, We'll be back next week with both me, Brian, and my partner, Mario. We'll be back next week with the old style again. So thank you guys so much for listening. We do appreciate it. Check us out on our website, SkiBumPodcast.com. Send us an email, SkiBumPodcast at gmail.com. Check us out on social media, Facebook.com slash SkiBumPodcast. Instagram.com slash SkiBumPodcast. Twitter.com slash SkiBumPodcast. Also check us out on Pinterest as Highfalutin or on SoundCloud at SkiBumPodcast. And we'll talk to you guys next week. See ya.